0: I'm a part-time rock star But I go to work What's up? Welcome to episode hard. 6 of the Part-Time, part-time rock, star rock Star Podcast. I'm your host, Brett. You um, I think in the introduction here, I might have said episode 7 by accident. In any case, today's episode is with Kristen Rebecca. She is a talented uh, harpist, guitar player, songwriter, all-around musician. Um, she teaches as well. ...and has a background in, in singing. Um, we got up to talking about all sorts of stuff. She's uh, out there on the West Coast at times touring, promoting her music... ...and um, also maybe working on getting a record deal one of these days. Um, I will try to feature some links possibly in the Podbean description of the episode... ...but it may not be on iTunes... Um, at the end of the episode, I will feature one of her songs if you hang around toward the end. Um, and if you are listening, feel free to subscribe or possibly message if you would like to be on an episode and you're also playing around the DMV area and beyond. In any case, I hope you enjoy this episode. I think we had a good chat and I hope everybody's still staying safe out there in the quarantine um this episode took place over FaceTime and I think I got most of the kinks out so again Kristen Rebecca hope you enjoy what's up everybody welcome back to the part-time rock star podcast uh episode seven today i have christian rebecca um she has a song out on spotify called siren's call she is an all-around musician and songwriter uh she can sing play harp play guitar uh that's what i know so far but i'll let her kind of fill you in on what you do and uh what your description of yourself is.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Brett. No problem. So, yeah, it's like what you said. I play um, what's known as the folk harp, which is like a smaller version of the orchestral harp. It's based on what the original harp is, looks like in Ireland. And um, then I play the acoustic guitar, which was actually the first instrument I picked up. And I have studied voice in college.
0: Cool, yeah, I mean, I could easily talk to you about that for a little while I mean just because I I recently started taking vocal lessons from like Mm -hmm. um from a uh opera singer he does like plays and theater and all sorts of stuff oh yeah who is it uh a guy who works at catholic university um his name's Eric um he has a Greek last name he's a pretty charismatic dude um so I've had a few lessons from him just to try to help me out or at least point me in the right direction. But it sounds like you've been doing that maybe your whole life.
1: Yeah, I started what I'd say is classical voice lessons at probably about maybe 14, 15. I took some lessons from a different voice teacher earlier on and then changed to classical.
0: Right on. So, I mean, that's uh, one of the main questions I normally ask is, you know, how long have you been playing or what got you into it in the first place? And, you know where you started basically.
1: So my origin story so to speak started when I was in middle school and it was one of those things where um, I was going to a church a Lutheran church at the time and they had a youth band playing there and there was a it was a high school youth band and I was about 12 and I had a crush on the bass player. He didn't know I was (laughs) alive but I had a crush on him and so I saw this guitar player standing next to him and I thought what if I take up the guitar? Maybe he'll notice me. <laughs> and so I took up the guitar, and I went and joined the band, but by that time he had left. Ah, uh, clever. So. <laughs> but music stick with me since then.
0: Well, they they say that anyone on stage or behind a bar is 50% more attractive. So
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> there is a strategy to it. I can't say that. Uh, I haven't also tried myself. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> part of the fun I guess yeah cool so um, what are you doing now as far as music goes it looks like you're promoting at least something on Spotify Um, maybe I didn't find it all
1: yeah um, so I have the single out like you talked about called sirens call which is a harp and voice song that I wrote about well basically it's about fantasy about the sirens and the mythologies and a sailor going out to sea and having a shipwreck and he's the only survivor Um, I also have an original album out called Tales, Trials, Truths, and um, that's a modern folk album covering all topics from injustice, like the song I wrote called Horseshoe, to just upbeat songs like Heartbeat of Life I wrote, which is about um, just remembering that every little thing we do and every kind action makes the world go round.
0: Yeah, well said. I mean, it's all all a web. Um, Off the top of my head, I have a book recommendation for you that I can maybe give you afterward or right now, but um, (laughs) as it pertains, not necessarily specifically to mythology, but symbolism, uh, Mm -hmm. there's a great book that's just called The Book of Symbols. uh, The author's Tashin, uh, I guess also for anyone else listening out there, cost me like 40 bucks. I could show you over FaceTime here, but like I said, maybe I'll just send you a link afterward because I use that all the time for references Either to someone else's lyric or if I'm stuck on them, some Mm -hmm. idea myself. Uh, Because you can definitely get pretty deep into that stuff if you want to.
1: Oh, yeah. That sounds like a good book.
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll definitely either send you the link or just show you here on FaceTime in a minute. Um, What are your other inspirations, maybe, for songwriting or just playing music?
1: um, I am one of those people that finds songs everywhere um so i'm working on several right now uh one of which a new one that i have i do live but i don't have it recorded right now it's called worst kind of storm and it was sort of a play on the idea that how everyone talks about like there's beauty in storms or you know there's there's something really great in disasters and my thought was what if it's just bad what Mm. if it just is there's no it's just one of those things where a relationship ends and there was just Really tore your heart out, and there's just nothing beautiful about it. Um, the song I sort of mentioned about horseshoe earlier had to do with a gravestone I saw when I was in Boot Hill Cemetery in Arizona. Oh, right on. Yeah, so it's just I look everywhere for songs. I feel like they're in every conversation or everywhere I travel.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely definitely spirits out there. I think um, mm-hmm. it reminds me too of a of a term called an animist. Um, which I guess back in the day, most tribes and most people thought that there were spirits in everything. So, oh, yeah. Like, everything had a spirit. hmm So, that seems like the sort of thing might be up, or at least up your alley, or or what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, go go ahead. ahead.
1: I was going to say, I just think there's inspiration everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. So, yeah... Again, this this podcast is kinda oriented towards music. But most of us aren't just doing music. We have jobs and stuff like that. So what are your current occupations if you're not a full time musician?
1: So I'm actually full time. Oh, um are. yeah, so. I'm a full time performer. I do teach a little bit as a harp instructor, but basically my core income comes from live performance.
0: Oh, right on. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, I think you might be our first bona fide <laughs> rock star here. Oh, awesome. <laughs> on this podcast. Um, cool. So being full time then, I guess prior to the uh, to the pandemic here, you mm-hmm. probably had some gigs lined up.
1: Um, yeah, I actually sort of right when things kind of started turning you know and when, when people cities started shutting down and there was quarantines and stuff I was actually out in California because I was there several, like a week prior before all this happened and I wasn't expecting it at all and so we were kind of running back because I was driving there and I was traveling with my dad who comes out to me when I, with me when I tour and um, we were trying to avoid cities where there were shutdowns because we were having trouble getting at restaurants and things like that
0: yeah, it seemed to hit the West Coast first. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about that maybe a little bit. If you're out there touring, I mean, California is an awesome state. I don't know what it part is. of it you were in. And I don't know if you go there often, or, so maybe you can fill in some blanks there.
1: Um, so the first time I went there was last year, and I was a part of a listening room um, there called Modesto Unplugged. And they run a several listening room series Where it's very intimate concert venues And it's basically you play without sound And you have the audience just sit there And hear your stories and hear your songs And it's a lot of fun And so I talked to them And we were I came back again this year to do that As well as play a listening room in Cottonwood, California And be a part of a songwriters series In um, the wine country
0: Oh, right on yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of things I could say about that. Um, is that specific show online, uh, the one that- that you were referencing? Was that filmed or no?
1: No, that one wasn't. I have other shows online. Like, I was a part of a live stream called Hideaway 615 in Nashville, and that one can be found online.
0: All right, cool. Yeah, um, maybe if you remind me afterward, I can yeah. put the link kind of into the uh, the package here for this podcast when I post it. Sure. Um, I think it's cool if you have something online that's not just music. Like if it's uh, mm-hmm. if it involves some element of storytelling, either oh, yeah. prior to or after the song. I think it hooks people in. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely cool, and I'll have to check it out as well. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, do you have any projects you're working on? Maybe with the downtime, um, either recording music or writing or just uh, anything like that
1: uh yeah so i am right now working on a new album that'll be out this year it'll be um a combination of original material and then some songs that are more celtic oh cool yeah so
0: are you irish or
1: (laughs) Uh, i have (laughs) irish heritage on my mom's side
0: (laughs) right on yeah Mm -hmm. i think i got some scott or some german in me but uh actually went over to ireland a couple years ago for Patty's day it was pretty cool Oh, you were there? Yeah, I went over to Dublin, actually.
1: Oh, I've been there. It's really pretty.
0: Yeah. The sky does feel a little bit closer to the ground out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as wide open. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like Seattle, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, do you have any goals or plans for the release as far as maybe touring, promotion, or just trying to get to that next stage, that next festival? <laughs> I don't know what people's goals are necessarily,
1: yeah, well, I mean there was a there's a lot of goals for for this year we're gonna sort of see where everything ends up of course with the the pandemic going on um <laughs>
0: yeah I mean hopefully by the time summer runs rolls around yeah. we'll have uh things coming back online you would think
1: yeah, uh, that's my hope,
0: <laughs> so I don't know what all that entails for you if if you're out there playing shows or if you're kind of online and trying to promote things that way or both
1: it's it's everything and i'm also i've applied to a couple labels and i'm waiting to hear back from them i don't know how long it takes for a label to go through all their you know packages they get from artists looking to apply so i'm waiting to hear back from a couple labels and Waiting to hear back from festivals, who are probably also wondering if they're going to go forward or not. But yeah. it, if nothing else, the album will be released online, and I'm looking to hit up some of the playlists there on Spotify. And so. shows will start up eventually again.
0: <laughs> yep, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's definitely the goal. I think of, every, of everybody releasing music is to try to get yeah. those those curated podcasts on Spotify, or I don't know exactly how the algorithms work, but that's part of, yeah. the, part of the Rubik's Cube, I guess. Mm-hmm. Trying to solve that one. So let me know if it works out. Uh, <laughs> I'll oh, call thanks. you back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See if you got some pointers. Um, so yeah, I got a few more questions for sure that I could ask. Some funny ones or maybe slightly more serious ones. Um,
1: what? I'm open. <laughs>
0: on, the, on the funnier side of things, maybe going back to the symbolism stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually ask people if they have like a a favorite spirit animal
1: um i think I think the animal actually i I most apply like see myself similar to is a mythological animal which is a phoenix mm. and that I always feel like no matter how thing how bad things get, I still try to rise from the ashes of that
0: that's heavy mm. <laughs> that, could, that could easily be a metal song as well. <laughs> Um, guilty pleasures, vices things you're willing to say on the internet, I guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> um let's see guilty pleasures, uh well, I guess I'm like a lot of people I like chocolate, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not very deep, but you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know I mean people are are definitely different when it comes to what you want to say publicly and all yeah. that so <laughs> I get it. I just try to find those those funny little topics. Um, yeah, maybe on a more serious note, I guess you're the uh, first female musician that I've had on this podcast. So, um, with that, I'm sure there's probably pros and cons. I mean, in the same way that being male has some pros and cons. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's too broad of a topic or if that's even a question, (laughs) uh, Uh, if there's anything you want to get into in that realm, I would say fire away.
1: Okay, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, there are some basics, like, like you probably have already guessed, there's things that were, as a female, you you can get shoved aside, no matter how much your credentials are. A a lot of what I've found for me, though, and I think it's because I do something that's a bit unusual, is I play the harp. And so trying to convince people the harp is marketable when there's not too many of us out there trying to put it in the mainstream world is a bit more of a challenge, I've found. But I mentioned earlier, my dad travels with me. And he does because it's easier to have one other person help you, but it also is semi of a protection between me and other people because we've had occasional issues and he sort of acted as a sort of bouncer for me.
0: Yeah, sorry to hear that. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, one day when you really reach the big time, then you'll have <laughs> bona fide bouncers <laughs> to, <try laughs> to keep keep the masses at bay. Um Yeah. Yeah, so um, we didn't really get into locality, like where you're from, or where you Mm -hmm. currently live, or where you currently play. I guess that's three questions, but... Mm -hmm.
1: um, So I'm a born and raised Columbia, Maryland person.
0: Right on. (laughs) Well, I'm not too far up the road here, and... uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, so we're close by, yeah. um, Play, I, I perform throughout the country. Uh, basically, um, I've started tutoring nationally about three years ago and just keeping that up and trying to expand into Canada right now.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. So you were a music major or did I, did I miss that part?
1: I was, yeah. I graduated with a vocal performance degree.
0: Okay. I have no idea what you must have studied (laughs) for that one.
1: Uh, a lot of it is I did it in classical. I mean, some of the schools I know offer jazz. Mine was in classical, and that means you sing in about five languages, and the voices learned a lot about technique, and I would say it's less operatic for me, so it's more like a Josh Groban kind of
0: sound. Yeah, a little bit more modern. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could definitely ask you for some pointers on singing and stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, I know my uh, the guy I've taken some lessons from, He's mm-hmm. he also sings in different languages, and he's always mm-hmm. talking about how like English specifically is just a tough language to sing in phonetically. Yeah. I, I think he was saying either Italian is either easier or easiest, as well as mm-hmm. maybe French. So, I'm sure you're familiar my, with that.
1: My Italian was actually not bad when I left school. It probably has deteriorated a lot since then, because I don't sing in Italian anymore. My French was... It was terrible. I was not good at French.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think if there are any other singers who do listen to this, uh, I'm sure they'd find that pretty interesting as far as like singing into vowels Mm -hmm. and how you're trying to sort of sing consonants really fast to get them out of the way. It doesn't mean that you're singing fast or talking fast, but it's just like a sort of technique you wouldn't sort of think about in day-to-day speaking. Until someone tells you, like, oh, when you sing, you have to do X, Y, Z, and it makes you sound clear. It's just, I don't know, I I find that pretty interesting, because it's almost like taking a speech class, uh, like, like a phonetic speech class, Mm -hmm. maybe more than, it's, I would say it's closer to that than it is taking, like, a standard music lesson, at least in my experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of diction there. It's a lot of how you pronounce words, rounding vowels. I mean, I'm sure you've heard all of it.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, if if you still teach uh, part time or <laughs> have an hourly rate, I uh, I might need a, a pointer here or there.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, sadly, I only teach harp. I don't feel qualified to teach voice.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I guess teaching yeah. teaching is a different skill set. Maybe
1: it is. Yeah,
0: but uh, I'm always happy to be a victim people (laughs) trying out new stuff um yeah so we kind of breeze through some general stuff um is there anything that you want to talk about subject-wise that i haven't touched on or
1: um i mean if you're game i could discuss my the endorsement deal i have with clayton go ahead Okay, so about a year ago, I signed an endorsement deal with the Clayton Guitar Pick Company, and I've used their picks for years. They're, they're amazing picks to use on guitar, and they sell a variety of kinds. And you can also get custom picks. You want everything from texture to, um, to design on it. You name it, they will design it for you if you want it. And it's been a real joy being able to promote a pick company that I love using.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool being sponsored. Yeah. Uh and I say that coming as an ex skateboarder kid when oh, yeah. being sponsored by anyone or anything pretty much meant you were the shit. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> maybe it's a little different <laughs> playing music. Um is there anything else you can mention promotionally for that as far as Clayton the brand or how you use them or
1: Um so I use them I'm a I do a lot of strumming. I also do a bit of I guess I be semi finger picking, but I use a pick with it as well. Um I hold the pick between my thumb and my pointer finger and then pick with the rest of my fingers for when I do that style. And um I'm trying to find the name of the one. I have like a variety of brands of theirs on here. Uh oh, here's it. My favorite pick of theirs is Frostbite.
0: Okay yeah so for the people out there harp players or they are harp picks or they guitar okay they're okay Yeah, see i know nothing about harps so i don't know if they're special <laughs> but yeah all right cool so that's the brand and that's the uh that's the model yeah it's almost i guess you're halfway to like a signature pick then that would be pretty yeah. cool
1: i have actually i did a custom run with them right now i have and um yeah, I just dropped it. And um, it's been good. I'm thinking about selling them at my shows, actually.
0: Yeah, you definitely should. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've seen bands with custom picks before just having their logo okay. on, which is honestly probably something I should think about. But, no, that that's cool, especially if you have the, the full-blown sponsorship and everything like mm-hmm. that. I guess I'm curious, just being from Columbia and all that, what your favorite mm-hmm. music store is. Um, I usually oh. rep Atomic, but I'm close to Bill's, mm-hmm. too. So...
1: Mine's Appalachian Bluegrass. Have you heard of them?
0: Is that on... Is that in Canesville?
1: Uh, I believe it's near there.
0: Is it? Are you familiar with Bill's music?
1: Yes, it's near Bill's, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. So it's up in Canesville. That's close to yeah. where I am. So, I'm always yeah.
1: afraid of, like, agreeing directionally and being wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No worries. It's all Maryland, and...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's mostly just my friends who listen to this at this point. Uh-huh. Um... So they're they're pretty familiar with the area, although we've had an upward trajectory of episodes. Seems like there's more downloads every time. I think the last episode mm-hmm. was like sixty downloads, which probably awesome. doesn't sound like much, but don't know who's downloading it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, at least at least it's going up. So yeah, it's more motivation, I guess, to keep doing it. Um. So, yeah, we can find your music on Spotify. I've checked that out. I imagine you have a a YouTube page as well. I do, yeah. All right. And um, so I don't mess it up again. It is uh, Kristen Rebecca, just to kind of reiterate that. Mm -hmm. I find it's good to re-mention people's names. (laughs) It's easy to forget. Um, so yeah, do you have any kind of shout outs to people who might tune into this or might be interested <laughs> in listening?
1: Well, first, I want to thank you again, because I it, it love the fact you gave me this opportunity to come on and chat with you.
0: No problem. I've, I mean, you're helping I, me out. So
1: <laughs> I listened actually to um some of your podcasts before this oh, one.
0: Cool. Yeah, so yeah, if you kind of heard the format then, then that's, that's cool too.
1: Mm-hmm. And... um. I give a shout out to my parents who have always been very supportive of me during this time. And um, to the couple publicists I've worked with, Ariel from Cyber PR, who helped break me through in terms of PR work with my my last album. And um, Matt Fox, who works in Fox in a Box PR, he does my tour work.
0: Right on. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll get closer. This will be a, yeah. a very, very small stepping stone in getting closer to the big time, you know. Yeah. it's all about just the the daily goals and the daily victories, I guess exactly. that eventually build towards something mm-hmm. um i mean i I hope eventually I can do some form of touring here with my band yeah um takes the right variables, but you know, given the timeline being long enough, I'm sure it'll work so oh, yeah yeah, I mean those are pretty much my standard questions. We went through them a little faster than uh, I normally do. (laughs) Is there anything else we could get to?
1: Sure. Do you want me to um, say my website, like actually spell it on on here? Yeah. My main website?
0: That would definitely be helpful.
1: Okay. So the main website where people can find me and find where to buy my music and links to everything from videos to my bio, EPK, is kristenrebecca.com. And that's Kristen, spelled K R I S T I N, and I end up always spelling it because there's about a billion ways to spell that name.
0: Yeah, it's true. I was <laughs> I was gonna try to help you out there as well because I got it up on Spotify. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're gonna, or I will feature one of your songs here at the end mm-hmm. of the episode. Like normally the podcast starts with like one of our my theme song as it were for yeah. the podcast, but then at the end I try to feature the artist's uh not necessarily best song but you know what i mean like the mm-hmm. song they want to put out or they're promoting right now so within that is there anything you could say about the song
1: sure i actually emailed you one i don't know if you got it or not
0: um i got your first email but i may i didn't listen to probably the last thing you said
1: Okay, so I sent you an mp3 of a song I wrote called Reach for the Sky. Okay. And um, that song came about because I was at the lakefront near the Columbia Mall on the 4th of July. It's a good and spot. Every... Hmm?
0: It's a good spot. Y-
1: yeah, and every time the fireworks went off, there was this little boy on his father's shoulders standing next to me. Uh, he would reach up and try to grab the firework out of the sky.
0: That, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and he did this for the whole set. Of the fireworks, and it sort of just stuck in my head, and I thought, how many times in our lives do we reach for something that seems slightly out of our reach?
0: Yeah, I mean that's far more cuter mm-hmm. than say somebody like me just getting too drunk and thinking <laughs> <laughs> you can actually handle the fireworks <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no that that's awesome yeah I think your your approach to songwriting is is uh, definitely a little bit more spontaneous maybe than mine.
1: Just, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their own approach. How do you handle it?
0: I really like concepts and, and like topics and events,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I'll try to build something off of there. Hmm. Um. Lyrically, one song I'm pretty happy with that's coming out is called "Shareholders," and it's kind okay. of a tongue-in-cheek song about the stock market a little bit. Okay. But also the environment and everything, and mm-hmm. really, I just kind of stole a little joke out of a comic strip that i saw Mm -hmm. where it was like uh an old guy and a kid sitting in a cave around a campfire you know post apocalypse or whatever yeah and they're just sitting there and the old old guy's like well or the kid's like the world's ended and yada 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 and the old guy's like yeah but it it created a lot of short-term value for the stockholders oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was like hmm all right that should be a song of some kind. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's just kind of random, but... Maybe maybe the timeline from seeing that comic to actually writing lyrics and figuring that out probably took a couple weeks,
1: I would say. Yeah. I've had songs where I've sort of edited them for a good part of a year until I'm happy.
0: Yeah, and I think it definitely helps to play live um, mm-hmm. and play the songs out before you record them. Because then you kind of know... If something's not working or something is working and if there's just a weird lyric or a weird, I mean, for me, I'm always concerned with the guitar parts. So, you know, weird riff or yeah. something like that or just a weird part of the song structure. You can then kind of hash it out before you record it, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's just fun to, to get sort of the kinks out of the songs to see, you know, edit them a little bit, polish them. If there's something you don't like, like you said, you get it out. Before he comes into a recording session.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really like being direct, I guess, mm-hmm. is my approach. I like <laughs> not necessarily just, you know, uh, hammering people, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it comes from liking sort of hardcore music when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like all sorts of music, but I always appreciated just the bluntness sometimes. If people are able to say something concisely, and it just works. But
1: what what band's like what are you thinking of?
0: Well, um my favorite band was one called Mischief Brew of Pennsylvania uh from Philadelphia. No one's ever heard of them. Um but maybe a more modern band or more famous band. I'm trying to think. I mean, the local DC bands like Bad Brains and Minor Threat were obviously cool in their way, but Mhm. Um Really, Fugazi was actually probably the best one. But Again, I don't know if you're familiar with with those bands in the '80s. Um, Not as much. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, that was that's kind of a hallmark, I think, of of punk. Maybe the Ramones were just that way, but they weren't. Um, they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't necessarily ruffle any feathers. If you go a little further to like the Dead Kennedys. They're more. It requires a taste or a palate, I think, to get used to. But lyrically, it they're always fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm into. I don't know if you've heard the band Kaylee Rain. I have nuts. They're sort of a Celtic rock band, and they have really interesting songs that are. They're they're a little more poetic. I'd say that's sort of where I get my inspiration from, where they're storytelling and a little bit more poetic but you still get the point of the song
0: uh like
1: they wrote one called long black cadillac that is about you know dying and um basically you know making sure that you realize where you're gonna end up ultimately even though you can basically um (laughs) uh wow the word just popped out of my head but basically you can live the life you want to but you'll end up in the back long black cadillac uh
0: you said frankie monroe Or
1: Uh, Kaylee Rain,
0: huh? Different artists popped up when you mentioned that. Is it a faux pas to sort of mention the Pogues when Mm -hmm. talking about like (laughs) Irish music and Irish rock?
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I I I like them, but
1: yeah,
0: uh, my experience with that sort of music, I guess, is limited. I mean.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not as familiar with um, some of the the punk world or the heavy metal. I know a little bit. Like uh, I play with a Celtic band, and we recorded an opening track on a heavy metal band's CD, and the band is called The Sound of Thunder. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We did. We my dad wrote an opening track for them called We Beastie, <laughs> and we went in and recorded for them.
0: <laughs> right on. Anyway, uh, nice talking to you. Hopefully, you don't you have too. to go out into the world and you know deal with the pandemic hysteria
1: yeah Uh, stay safe and healthy
0: (laughs) thanks yeah i'll I'll try (laughs) but uh maybe one day we'll uh cross paths here in real life
1: yeah that'd be great
0: so but anyway thanks again it really does help out
1: all right have a good day
0: all right take it easy all right. right i want to thank Kristen for coming on and Anybody else out there for listening or subscribing? Uh, Hopefully the audio was okay. Um, Obviously, lately we've been doing FaceTimes and Skypes for interviews, so maybe at times there's some weird echoes or edits that I kind of have to make. But uh, overall, I think it's working out okay. So feel free to give me feedback if it isn't. Um, In any case, the song you're hearing in the background... Is one of Kristen's songs. It is called Reach for the Sky, which she uh, discussed on the episode. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to put some of the links in at least the Podbean uh, description. But uh, you can find her stuff, as she mentioned, out there on Spotify. And um, I guess I should also mention that uh, my band's new album, Parasocial, is also out under the band name The Hollow Truths. You can still check that out. Seems to be getting some streams on Spotify. Um, Next week, we will have Ryan Heath and his buddy slash guitar player Tom. Um, They are a cover band going by the name of Over Under. But, uh, like I said, we'll get into that next week. Hopefully everybody's safe and as healthy as they can be, given the circumstances. And, um, yeah, I'm going to keep trying to do these episodes. Why not? Not a whole lot of shows going on. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Later.